Charlie Day and you are listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Now, before we get started, there are a few things that you probably need to know about me. I just love helping women in business. Like sometimes I get more excited about their business than they do. And also, I've never actually had a proper job. I've always run my own business, so it's all I know. I have grown our business, Phonics with Robot Reg, from a small class in a village hall to over 60 franchisees across the UK and Australia. We have created a job that we can do flexibly around our children and have so much fun while we do it. We literally have the dream business. And the best thing is that you can too. And I'm going to show you how. So here we are. Let's start another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Today I am talking all about the psychology of selling and actually getting into your customer's mind and understanding why they buy from you. And I'm going to go right back to the beginning of this sort of process and talk about ideal client. Um, Are you nailed on your ideal client? Do you absolutely 100% know who that ideal client is? So much so that you would recognise them if you were in a conversation with them. Do you know everything about them? How much disposable income they've got, where they shop, what they like, how many children they've got, are they a homeowner? All of these things are really important if we're going to get into the mind of our ideal client and understand why and when they buy from us. If we haven't done this initial work on the ideal client, then we might make mistakes in our messaging, in our marketing and in our sales process. That means that we're missing out on sales, leaving money on the table and not hitting our ideal client. So before you do anything, it's really important that you know who your ideal client is so that you can get your messaging out in front of that ideal client in a big way. Now, most people who listen to this podcast have got a already successful running business. You might be starting out, but you probably already know who your ideal client is. But I urge you to just go back and have a look and think, do I really understand who they are? Think about people who you know. Think about customers who buy from you, other people out there, people who you've just come across or big groups of people who would be your ideal client. And just make sure that you are 100% certain that you know that you've got your ideal client nailed. Because once you have, then you can move on and think about, okay, well, what makes my customers buy? What is it that makes them buy from me? It's really important that we start to understand how our ideal customer thinks. Otherwise, our sales process can be a little like throwing spaghetti on a wall. You shouldn't really be putting things out there, products or services that aren't going to sell because if you know your ideal client, you understand why and when they buy and then you create a product or service that feeds into their problems, needs, desires, then you know when you release that with your amazing sales strategy that you've created, you know that people are going to buy it and they're going to buy it straight away. 
So a great example of this is um, I have just put a retreat out for sale, me and one of my business friends, Inga Hunter, who's a digital marketing expert. Um, we are collabing and we are doing a retreat together. It's called the Sales and Marketing Retreat. I'll put the info in the show notes. But anyway, um, I just wanted to tell you how it's panned out because I think it's a good um, example of feeding into your ideal clients wants, needs and desires. So for a while now, my audience has been saying, Charlie, it would be amazing if you did a retreat. I was really excited about the idea of a retreat. And then me and Inga realized sales and marketing, our skills just go hand in hand. So we had recognized that our ideal client wanted a retreat. I know exactly who my ideal client is so much so that if I walked past her on the street, I would probably stop and say, have you heard about the Entrepreneurs Growth Club? You need to come and join, it's amazing. In fact, I have done that before. I was in a queue one time and the lady behind me was talking about her small business, small photography business that she was struggling to make sales. And I just couldn't help myself turn around and be like, I'm really sorry, but I actually run a Facebook group called the Entrepreneurs Growth Club where I basically help people create more sales in their business. So you should totally join. And she did. Anyway, I know who my ideal client are. I had recognized that they were craving that sort of in-person um, learning, making those connections in the room. They had asked for a retreat. I thought it would be really fun to bring somebody else into that retreat and collab with someone. And so I set about creating the sales and marketing retreat or me and Inga set about it together. And Whilst we were doing that, we were feeding, drip feeding things into our audience to let them know that this was going to be going on sale. We knew that it was going to be a limited amount of places because obviously with an in-person retreat, we wanted to make it nice and cosy um, so that we could all get to know each other and get to know each other's businesses. So we were, we were feeding that down to them. It was going to be limited places this was what we were doing, this is where we were doing it. And then when it went on sale, which was literally last night, people just bought straight away. We had so clearly hit our messaging in the right place that people saw the sales page and thought, yes, this is what I want. I want in person. I want to make connections with other business people. And I want to work on my sales and marketing because I know I'll be able to grow and scale my business if I do. And so it was a no brainer for them to buy. And that's what we want to be doing. I just thought it'd be good to use an example of something that literally went on sale yesterday. But that is what we want to be doing in our sales approach all of the time. We've understood our ideal client. We are listening to them all the time. We really want to tune into their wants, their needs and their desires. And then when we find out what they want, and sometimes we have got to realise what they want before they know. They know that they want to make more sales in their business. They know that they want to nail their marketing. They know that they want to grow and scale their business, but they don't know how. It's up to me to find that product or service. Obviously, with the example of the retreat, they did know that they wanted a retreat. They wanted to get away. They wanted to have that space to be able to come up with all of the ideas and work on their business. So sometimes they might know, sometimes they might not know. But as a business owner, we have got to have our ear to the ground and really feed into our customers' wants, needs and desires. 
okay? And then you start thinking, okay, well, why did they buy? In the case of the retreat, there are a very limited number of spaces available. So that created a bit of urgency for people. I've been watching this. I've been listening to Charlie and Inga saying that this is coming out. So I'm going to jump in straight away. We don't want our sales to come as a surprise for people because generally we need to think about our purchases before we, we make them. So you do want to be warming them up before you drop that product or service on them. Then thinking, okay, well, when I put this on sale, it sold really well. But when I put this other product on sale, it didn't sell so well. And so we've got to have a real honest conversation with ourselves. Okay, well, what was different? What in this marketing or this messaging really struck a chord with the ideal client that made them want to buy it? And this didn't. I often talk about common objections. The two biggest objections you'll hear people talking about is I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money. But really, they are just easy objections to give because it takes the onus off the person and it, it, it puts it out there into something exterior. So it's very easy for us to say, I don't have the money or I don't have the time. But we're less likely to say, I didn't really feel like it was going to serve me. Or I didn't like the idea of it. I didn't like the sound of it. I didn't think it was actually going to get me the results I want to see. Whatever. People are so much less likely to say that. So they'll give you one of those easy objections. Another stalling one is, I need to talk to my husband. I know I've used that myself. I don't need to talk to my husband about anything. You know, sometimes I will talk to my husband if it, um, if I feel like I need to have that discussion. But I certainly don't need to talk to my husband before I spend any money. But I have used that to bide me time. I've also used, I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money as easy objections to get out. Now, what I always do if someone says to me that they don't have the time or they don't have the money, I'll ask them, what would be holding you back if you did have the money? Or what would be holding you back if you did have the time? Or if money wasn't an objection, or if money wasn't an issue, what else would be holding you back? Because often that initial objection is just covering up something else. And we are going to work really, really hard to get inside the customer's mind. Another great thing to do is to listen to what your customer says. So if they were to say something, I don't find sales hard, but I really, really struggle with my marketing. If I was hearing that all of the time, I could feed into that by putting out an ebook on how to nail your marketing or a mini course on mastering your marketing or whatever. If I was hearing all the time, I just want to make more discovery calls. I know once I get on discovery calls, I can turn them into paying clients. That's easy. But it's getting the calls in the first place. If I was hearing that time and time again, I could put out something, how to get 10 calls a week. You know, We've got to feed into what our customers wants and needs. And sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect because we can recognise what our customers really need, but they can't. They think they need something else. So, for example, um, a lot of people think that they need more leads coming into their business 
But often when I dig into people's sales strategy, it's not more leads that they need because they have got an audience of some size, but they're still not making sales it's something to do with the messaging. The messaging isn't strong enough. What they think is they're not getting enough leads, but I can see that it's the messaging. If you're in that situation, you've got to be quite clever and quite creative. Because if you put something out saying, nail your messaging in three weeks, but your ideal client thinks that they need help with lead generation, they're not going to buy it. But if you can recognise they need help with their messaging, but they think they need help with their lead generation, you could say how to double your lead generation in three weeks and then put in stuff about messaging throughout that mini course that you're offering because you have recognised that that is their real problem. So you've almost got to be like a detective. You've got to figure it out. You've got to get into your customer's mind and see what's making them buy. What's stopping them from buying? What do they like the look of? Who else are they following? Who else are they buying into and why? The more we can understand about what is going on inside our customer's head, the more sales we'll make. A great way of doing this is asking questions. Ask questions all of the time to uncover those problems, those desires, those wants, those needs, what's happening. Have conversations with your existing clients all of the time. Ask them. Really dig into the detail of what they're loving, why they bought from you, why they're buying from other people, what is it they're after. And again, you have to be quite creative with uncovering these problems because often you'll get a surface level answer, especially if we ask for feedback. Like I'd really like some honest feedback on this podcast. Can you email it to me? Probably people would give me quite a surface level answer. Yeah, I really like the podcast. I particularly like this episode and I prefer it when it's just you talking or I prefer it when you do interviews or whatever. It would be quite a surface level answer. Now, the way that I can dig into the detail and uncover more things, more things that you like, more things that you dislike, some stuff that I can improve is by asking questions. Okay, so when you say you like interviews, which was your favourite interview? Why was that your favourite interview? Who else's podcast do you listen and why do you enjoy their podcast? What could I do differently? Do you ever think, oh my gosh, I wish you did this? What would you like to see? Who would you like to see me interview? There's so many questions that I can ask to uncover actually what this listener that I'm talking to um, likes and dislikes about my podcast. And I want to get to the truth. It's quite a courageous thing to do, ask questions, especially in the sales process, because sometimes we are so desperate to make the sale. We're just like, just buy it, just buy it. The more informed we are, the more we can close them down. So asking questions is key to creating those sales key to creating the sales and key to getting inside your customer's mind so that you can really understand what's going on and you can make sure that you are creating a sales strategy 
that your ideal customer is going to buy from time and time again because we know it works. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you a lot to think about. If you have any questions, you can always email me charlie at charliedaysales.co.uk. I would love to help you increase the sales in your business. And if you aren't already, then please come and join the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. It is my Facebook group where I'm always sharing hints and tips on how to create more sales in your business. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you all next time. Bye.